This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. BET is a digital advisor in key areas of your business, such as financial management, leadership, developing your strategies, understanding your customer, and understanding risk management, but most of all, understanding yourself as the entrepreneur. So if you would like an in-depth platform that shows you in-depth about your business and your business success, go to BET in the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas, looking for investors to back their vision. We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So let's get started. All right, and then let's get started. Welcome to Make Your Pitch, where we have in, uh, talented, very talented people come on and talk about what they have as far as their visions, their business, their, their, their dream of how to make not only the world better, but how to make people's lives better. And from that, then find investors that are interested in investing in their concept. And I, along, and of course, at this point, I am Christopher Knight. And I'm and Ellen Harris. And my co-host is <laughs> Ellen J. Harris. And we are, we're having a little fun here today, but we, we really enjoy bringing these people to you. It is really a joy to us because uh, she and I, Ellen and I have, uh, created businesses of our own and doing that we realize the value of new concepts and new ideas that can really disrupt the marketplace and make it a better marketplace for everybody that's involved today is certainly a great great example of that where we have cam labrick uh labrick in with us on his remember program and I want to make sure that we give him all the time as needed. But first of all, let's bring him in and let's just chat a little bit in the process. Uh, Cam, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, first of all, I just want to thank both of you for giving me this opportunity to come on the podcast and really share my idea with the world. And um, I'm really glad for this opportunity and I hope some big things come out of it. But as Christopher said, my name is Cameron Lebrecht, and I am a sophomore at High Point University in North Carolina. Um, I'm from Massachusetts, and um, I love entrepreneurship. I love marketing. I love everything business, and I love the way that um, the future is, is moving. And exactly the reason we want you to uh, come on and join us today. Ellen, what do you say? Do you think it's time to let him make his pitch? I think so. All right. As we Cam, say. Make your pitch. All right. Thank you very much. That was a great introduction. Um, I'm going to start this pitch by telling you a story. And this story happened around one year ago on Christmas Day. Um, my family and I, we went over to my aunt's house and we were exchanging gifts uh, as we do every year, it's very normal. Uh, we were having a nice, nice lunch. After that, we started exchanging gifts. And it 
It was my mother's turn to open her gift. And she went over to the corner and she opened a present from my grandmother, from her mother to her daughter. And it was a very special moment. Um, and my mother took her present, she opened it, and everybody in the room was looking right at her. And she opened a snow globe. And everybody thought, oh, that's so cute. Uh, it's a nice looking snow globe. It had a beautiful swan in the middle. And all of a sudden, my mother burst into tears. And everybody was kind of shocked, like, I don't know why she's crying over a snow globe. And then my mother handed the snow globe to me. I looked at it for a minute, couldn't see what made her cry, except for a little tag hanging off the side. That little tag had two words on it that changed my perspective on life. Those two words said, remember me. And that really hit hard, knowing that my grandmother is up there in age and she only has so many years left on this earth. And she knows that she wants to be remembered by the people that love her. So then I got thinking and I thought for a while and about two, three months after Christmas, or maybe it was around six months, I was mowing my neighbor's lawn. And all of a sudden I had an epiphany moment where this idea seemed magically just popped into my head. And this idea um, just stunned me. So I stopped the lawnmower, ran over to my truck, grabbed a piece of paper, grabbed a pen, and I just started feverishly writing. And I wrote down a whole sheet of paper. And then um, I finished the lawn, did a couple more. Um, then I went home and I just started typing and I've been working on it ever since. Um, so that's a good introduction story to where I am now. And uh, like I said earlier, my name is Cameron Lebrecht and I'm the founder of Remember. Remember is a new social media app, which is designed for users to tell stories about their life using their mobile devices. These stories will come together with pictures, video, and audio to form what I call a narrative of life that will be premiered at a user's funeral. After the funeral, this narrative of life will be available to family, friends, and neighbors for seven days for free to help with the mourning process of their loved one that has recently passed. After seven days, the, the family must have a subscription in order to view this narrative of life and subsequent stories that come after it. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about the subscription model later, but as of right now, let me tell you a little bit about what this narrative of life is. In a sense, this narrative of life is basically a mini documentary about anyone's life from the time they're born up until the time they pass. Stories pack the middle. And how this app works is users go on their mobile devices. What they do is they launch the Remember app. At the bottom of the app, there's gonna be a little microphone and that's gonna be the story feature. You're gonna go down, click the microphone, and then what you're gonna to wanna to do is select what age the story you wanna talk about happened at. So I'm gonna use an example that most people can, most people can relate to, and that's high school graduation right? It is an exciting time in someone's life. You're either going to college, pursuing a new job, or going into the services. It's, it really depends on the person, and lots of people have certain stories from around that time in their life. So what someone would do is they would take their phone, they would click that they're 18 years old when the story happens, because that's usually when people graduate high school. And a list of questions is going to pop up on the app pertaining to that age. So the app knows 18-year-olds usually graduate high school. So then what someone would want to do who's telling the story is click on the graduation question. 
and then a live stream of their face would come up. They would click the record button and they would tell their graduation story. Whatever happened, whatever wonderful thing happened to them after high school, they could talk about. And after that, they would click the end record button of that story. They would take any photo photos, videos, or media that would be associated with that story. For example, graduation pictures, videos of them walking across the stage, anything like that. And they would put it into that story's folder. So that way, when they went back and they watched their story, their voice would be playing over these pictures, videos, and they have their face talking about it. So it really shows a story of someone's talking face as the narrative, plus all these pictures and videos backing it up. And that's one story. Imagine what tens or tens and uh, hundreds of stories could do in someone's life. A peop people could literally have their own mini documentaries. And I think that that is something that... Um, we don't really have in the marketplace today, you know? We only have documentaries of famous people, but everybody's stories matter. And to be honest, one of the problems in today's world is remembering our loved ones. I mean, we have all of this media, but we still remember our loved ones in the same way. And those ways are really physical and digital pictures, videos. Um, we have obituaries in a newspaper that are usually written by the family or by the funeral home, not by the deceased uh, member member and you know the most basic one is just the memories in our head and i really think that this app can take all of those ways to remember somebody and put it into one and you know that is really going to help people be able to cope with the death of a loved one when they're getting when they're going to get to watch the narrative of life you know um there's gonna, no more digging through old photo albums trying to spark a memory in your head to remind you of the good times. No, you can watch it and you can watch it by someone tell the story that you love. Um, and it's just a great feeling to be able to watch that, that narrative. And let me tell you something. I actually made a narrative of life for my grandmother and she is still alive. Um, and I did this over the summer as kind of a demo. I wanted to show people the idea, get some reactions. So I brought the narrative of life over to a few of my college friends. And their reactions were so inspiring. Keep in mind, none of my college friends have ever met my grandmother. And my grandmother is still alive. And I think most all of them shed a tear or two when they watched my grandmother's narrative of life. And that's pretty amazing. And that made me very happy to know that I'm working in the right, the right direction. And I'm heading towards the right future. Because one of the most inspiring things that somebody said to me is, wow, my grandmother is gone, but I would have paid the moon to have something like this in order to remember her. And that really struck my heart. And it keeps me, keeps me moving forward with this business and this business model every day. And I'm just so excited. And one of the ways that I talked about earlier was the subscription, right? And that's going to be how we create revenue within this business. So we're going to create revenue from a monthly subscription service where users are going to get around 14 days to try out the app for free. They can tell a limited amount of stories and they can see how it comes together. And they're going to get a sense of, you know, how different and how exciting this new concept really is. And after 14 days, um, we're going to charge users between $29.99 and $44.99 a month to create as many stories as they want or listen to stories of their deceased loved ones. And that's getting into the um, question is, 
why, why would somebody buy this? Well, there's a few reasons why somebody would buy this. Um, for our current target market, we're targeting adults age 50, 64, which is the fastest growing age group that is starting to use social media in 2020 at 69%, according to Sprout Social. So more, more older people in my target market are online, which means they have more photos and videos to access of themselves. And they're going to want to be able to leave their legacy behind because they're not going to know where their digital pictures are going to end up after they pass. But if they put them into the Remember app, they'll know they'll be in good hands. Another reason that someone would want to subscribe to this service is so that they can actually watch these narrative narratives of life, life and listen to their deceased loved ones long after they're gone. What I mean by that is users aren't just going to create one narrative of life and be done. No, they can tell stories in the future. They can set dates that they want stories to be released. For example, if my grandfather wanted to wish me a happy birthday, he could make a video and he could set the release date to February 9th, 2036, which will most likely be after he is gone. And on that day, when I turn 35, I could get a notification on my phone with the Remember app saying, my grandfather wishes me a happy birthday. And I think that that is something truly amazing that sparks many emotions and many memories within the mind. A third reason that someone would want to buy this app or subscribe to this application is simply because they want a safe place to store their photos and videos. And what I mean by that is in the early stages during our target market, we're going to require our users to go back in time. And we want them to look at their old memories, their old physical photos to spark some interest. You know, we're going to market around Memory Monday and Throwback Thursday. And those are two great things that can really spark users' interest of going back and looking at their old pictures. And when they do that, they're going to be able to scan those physical photos into the app and put them directly into story folders so that they know that their old pictures are safe and digitized. And this will be a great transition for a lot of people from physical to digital photos as the years go on. As far as traction goes with this business, I'm happy to announce that as soon as we get funded, I have an application development team ready to go in Miami. And they do just about everything that I need from user interface design, user, experiment, user experience, uh, the cloud coding, website development. And that's, that's a lot of stuff. And I'm very happy to announce that we got our hourly application development rate down to 30 to $40 an hour with a team that is going to be working with me in the United States and um, Argentina. So that's very exciting news. Usually application development in the United States costs around $100 an hour. So we're talking a 60 to $70 an hour off cost. That's, that's pretty big. And that's huge, especially in the United States. As far as what we will do um, with this company, we're going to want them to build a landing page. Um, we're going to want them to design the app, design the, the cloud. Um, and then we should have a working beta prototype in two months after we're funded. And what we're going to do is we're going to test it out within um, our beta users in our target market. So adults age 50 to 64 you know if we find people that want to test out the app and get feedback they're willing to you know work with me well after we go over our hour limit um 
for the application development so that we can continuously update the application and continue working with them. It's not after a thousand hours, I get cut off from this company. No, they want to see me succeed. They want to see this company succeed. And I'm very happy that it's going in the right direction. And that's a little bit of the traction we have. But um, in order to have this traction really be traction, um, I'm definitely going to need funding. And I've talked to um, a couple advisors about how much money phase one for remember will require. And that amount is $200,000. And I can break down this funding for you um, as different sections of remember that will need the funding. So uh, obviously, number one, the application development is going to be a large cost, um, especially in the beginning as we're getting the idea across the application development team and such. Um, we're going to build a great landing page to attract early users early business customers, and we're going to get all their emails, send out marketing emails, and really build a network even before our initial launch. We want people ready to tell stories when we're launched, and that's something that we're very excited for. As far as marketing, um, I've figured out a couple different ways that we can share this idea with the public, and that, that would be local TV commercials because our target market still watches a lot of cable TV. Facebook advertisements, like I said, fastest growing age group that is starting to use social media. And um, we want to be featured in magazines in the funeral and nursing home industry um, because, you know, people still read magazines when they're in waiting rooms and such. And we want our name to be on them. And I think that's really important and beneficial going forward. Uh, another place that we'll need funding is. Uh, for cloud storage. As soon as we get the users, we're going to need to know how much data uh, per user is going to be going into each, which will uh, have a cost. Uh, that will be one of our overhead costs that we're going to have to adjust as we move forward. But we have set aside a set amount in the beginning for that. And then finally, um, just lawyer fees, as we want to make sure everything we're doing is sound and ready to go for our launch. Um, if you're wondering how I'm planning on allocating these funds, well, I'm just going to continue pitching my ideas and competitions. Um, I have pitched at High Point University. I learned a lot from that experience about myself and about Remember from the great uh, feedback I received. But I want to do more con competitions outside of the college atmosphere. I want my target market to be sitting in front of me. I want them to be able to see me and see my emotion and how driven I am to change the future of the past. And I will continue to put myself out there and make as many beneficial connections as I can to get my foot in the door with investors and potential business customers. And I'm gonna to continue to post online about this venture and connect with as many people as I can. Um, one of the big parts about starting a company like this is getting help. And I know that, I know I'm not a one man show and I want investors to hop on board. And when it comes to equity, I want them to know that it is not everything to me. I believe in the future of this company and I'm willing to do anything to get the foot off the ground and get the ball rolling. I'm looking for valuable partnerships and relationships that will guide this company in the right direction with experience. I, I do want investors that have relationships with funeral homes and businesses that have nursing homes. That would be huge. Growth and change is what is most important to me. And I firmly believe that if I get the right investors on board, the future of the past will be changed forever when it comes to remembering our loved ones. One of the big things that investors want to know about um, 
want to know about companies when they invest in them is will they make a return on their investment? And how I plan on doing that is by comparing my model of the revenue model with Ancestry.com's model. They have 3 million monthly paying subscribers at rates between $39.99 and $59.99 a month. That is a lot of revenue. And I honestly believe that we can, we can compare to that type of model if we work hard and do the right things in the early stage of this company. And if you look at those numbers, I, I was very surprised when I first saw 3 million people just in the United States were subscribed monthly. Um, and that is a great, great example, I think, of where this company could go. And I'm very much looking forward to it. And I didn't mention earlier, but our slogan is share your past with the future. And if you could remember just one thing from this pitch, just know that yesterday is a memory. Tomorrow is a mystery. So please invest in the future, the past, and remember me. Thank you. Oh, Cam, you, you, you did excellent. That uh, that really hit a home run, my friend. Uh, in fact, you even got Thanks, me you. Uh, you got me emotional about this, as a matter of fact. So and that's pretty hard to do, as Ellen will tell you. I don't get emotional very <laughs> often, but uh, very much so. Ellen, what do you think? Before you answer that question, let's take a break so we can hear a sponsor for this episode. This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. Oh, my gosh. He, um, remember when he first came, I said, he is the generation that's my uh, target market or my ideal market for what we're doing uh, to bring some of the skill sets and investments uh, from New York into North Carolina and other places west of uh, New York. He impressed me beyond my ability to define how he, uh, he listened, he listened to us and he used a lot of the um, ideas that we shared and he's woven them into the structure of his company. And I am, I am just impressed. Okay. I'm impressed. I think he did a great job. Cam, you just, you just hit it out of the park. Okay. <laughs> I can see. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You truly, you. you, you took it literally and you took it to heart and what you've done is highly impressive. Okay. Then I appreciate it very much. Let's, let's start with a few questions here. And the first one I'm going to ask is you're asking for $200,000 and you have outlined how you're going to use it. Now, what you didn't say right. is if I put $200,000 into your program, what is my return and when should I accept uh, or expect to achieve my return? 
Well, that's definitely one of the things that I tried to mention at the end is um, when I, investors look at this company, I want them to look at the the revenue model and the subscription, and it's really based on how many user, how many monthly users we get. So if we're able to, you know, draw an audience to our target market, I think that this company could be very successful um, off the go. And I think, um, you know, as the older generations die out, um, you know, know, the younger generations, they're going to have these videos to watch and they're going to start building theirs. And I think that the subscription model really should show investors um, within the next couple of years, I think that they'll make a large, they'll, they'll definitely make, make their money back and probably make a lot more. I know that for a fact, I'm confident in that answer. Okay. And uh, with that being said, I know you're you're looking at like uh, 29 uh, to 44. I think in your uh, presentation you were talking about that, but you're really looking at a almost a lifetime subscription, aren't you? Because of what's going in there, uh, when people put their own life story in there, you're looking at a lifetime of it. Uh, have you considered maybe? Uh, uh, either lowering the monthly charge or putting in a lifetime subscription. Um, I've definitely toyed around with the idea of, um, you know, how much um, it should cost per month. And I do, I did look at Ancestry's numbers and that's kind of what I was basing it off of. And I have not considered a lifetime subscription um, but that is definitely something that I will have to put into consideration because there's multiple steps to the subscription, right? Like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. there is the part of your life where I would be subscribed now to see my grandfather's videos after he passes. That's why someone my age would subscribe. And someone in the older age, they would subscribe so that they can leave their videos to me. So I feel like if we broke it up more by month, then the the chances that we get have a higher revenue rate are probably a lot higher because people will be using this application for different reasons throughout different portions of their lifetime. Okay. And I think that uh, you're, you're right in that regard. I just know that if I were to put that my life story on an application, I I wouldn't want it to, uh, oh, let's say go away because I couldn't af- afford that monthly fee or whatever else it might be. But uh, that's the reason I'm talking about a lifetime. You know, put it in place, be able to use it, uh, be, let it be used for a lifetime. But that's, you know, that's another pricing decision that you and your investors will have to discuss on how best to achieve that. Ellen, your thoughts? Um, I have a question with regard to the age demographic. And it came to me as uh, Christopher was defining it. You know, um, you look at people with uh, silver hair and you figure, oh, you know, they're on their way out. However, what I've observed is there are, there's a a population of single-digit human beings who pass away from illness or accident. And I wondered if remember takes that into an account. 
um, mm -hmm. where parents could begin to think about what it would be like tomorrow if their youngster wasn't with them. Have you given that any consideration? It's one of the questions that an investor would ask, I think. Yes, uh, I'm actually very glad you asked that question because I know uh, realistically and unfortunately in this world, many people do pass away unexpectedly. So what I'm thinking is if that were to happen, we would add a part in the application called the vault. And that would be select stories that would get released if anything ever did happen. And the vault could be updated every five to 10 years of storytelling. So that way, if anything ever did happen, they could be released um, because they are paying customers and they, that's very important to us at Remember. And, you know, it does happen more often than we think because this is a large world. Um, and I just think that the vault would be a good way to keep up with people over the, over the years, keep them using the app. And in case anything ever did happen, we still get to hear their stories. And um, if, if anything ever like that did happen, which it, it will, um, there's going to be a memory board posted to their um, account. And that way people can comment, um, people can comment on it and, you know, show their emotion. And that's going to happen for everyone, but especially people when they pass away um, unexpectedly, you know, kind of catches everybody by surprise. And, you know, the vault could be released. And I think that that's a good way to combat that, that type of uh, sad truth. Okay, well, Cam, let me, uh, I'll just say this. It seems to me like, too, that we have uh, a situation where I've, I've maybe been a part of your program for, let's say, five years. And I have all these stories uh, stored in your cloud, right? But I've paid five years of your fees. And I want to download those uh, myself and save them. Because I put them into your cloud. Are you going to allow that to happen? Um, unfortunately, unfortunately not. Because it has to remain the integrity of the life story and building the life story. Because if the videos are released before, then they could be posted um, on different platforms. And the story wouldn't really be complete. No, that, that my question was, though, should I plan... Uh, should I choose not to be a part of your program? Can I download what I've already put into your program? Oh, oh, yes. Yes, most definitely. Okay. All right. So I'm just, I'm looking at uh, someone saying, well, I, I, I put this, all this stuff up there and I paid for it. Now, is it lost if I just don't make the next payment? That's the question I'm, I'm, I'm you know, you've answered for me there. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. All right. Dovetailing on Christopher's question, have you identified the revenue model for that level of subscription? Because he makes a good point. There comes a point where people are uh, subscription exhausted. And right. I wonder if you have accounted for that in your business, in your revenue model. Um, I have not accounted for that yet, but just from Christopher's comment earlier, there's, there's so many ideas to toy with the lifetime subscription. Um, with that people wouldn't, they wouldn't get a headache from it. Um, it'd obviously be a much higher cost that could be broken down, you know, over the years. But, um, I think I, I agree that people could, 
become exhausted because this is in a sense a lifetime partnership with users and um i don't really see anything like that in the market that works from up until you're born up until your death so that's it's going to be kind of new for for everyone in a sense that you know a monthly a monthly cost could become a headache and i think that there's definitely ways that we can work around it and different ways that the revenue model can um can shift over the years definitely okay and christopher do you have another question oh only that uh yes the lifetime uh to me and i see this all the time out in the digital marketing space as that is very much a part of what you're doing here and you'll be marketing it digitally and and uh, you're gonna be servicing that marketplace and the lifetime subscription is a big deal and to kick it off by saying okay you can have this service for a lifetime for x number of dollars and uh, that being your original marketing direction might be an idea that you might want to consider uh and and once you get your first 1000 lifetime uh, people on board then you have a a flow of income that it encourages the investors which encourages future growth which encourages everything okay so anyway something you might want to think about there as far as your original marketing concept uh ellen you have anything you wanted to ask before we in the, this episode of Maker Pitch, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I have two questions actually. On the uh, lifetime subscription, um, uh, have in regard in that regard, I would think an annual subscription might mm-hmm. be effective or attractive uh, to the audience. The other thing I think is that uh, you might want to think about. You, I heard you say partnerships. Well, hospitals, uh, maternity wards in particular, uh, marketing to those uh, uh, young people who are having children, um, that might be a, a target market, and do some surveying to see if what model would work for them. Uh, I'm just offering that as a way to expand what you're doing so that you don't want to be caught surprised by an investor who says, well, did you think about this or have you accounted for that? So I offer that for you right. to consider right. as you go forward. That's it for me, Thank you. That's a great, You're welcome. great point. Well, you know, this, this, Cam, you have done a fantastic job. And uh, remember is a great, great concept. I know that we will be able to uh, assist you and looking in the direction of getting this started for you. And it, it will be our pleasure because we really, really uh, believe in what you're doing. I think I speak uh, for Ellen. Uh, so, uh, do I, Ellen? I just yes, should you ask do. you. Okay. Uh, so before we end the program, Cam, is there anything you'd like to say before we close out this episode of Make Your Pitch? Um, I would just like to say, I would like to reiterate how I ended, um, my pitch as in yesterday is a memory. Tomorrow is a mystery. So please invest in the future of the past and remember me. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. And 
Uh, Ellen, I think, you know, as we move forward with Make Your Pitch and some of these absolutely outstanding uh, innovators come our way, everything seems to change. Yes. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's a change of attitudes. It's a change of marketing ideas. And yes. that just excites me. Uh, doesn't it excite you as well? Oh, it does. Oh, it does. We never know how our micro coaching has helped the participant present their work. I never thought we would see Cam present the way he has, but it was impressive. And he'll only get better with time, like the tagline. He uh, He's an up-and-coming uh, professional to be reckoned with, if you will. He, he definitely is a, an entrepreneur and uh, an in innovator and a disruptor of the marketplace, which I yes. talk about constantly. He yes. is already there. He just doesn't quite know it yet. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. And I want to simply say, as we close, thank you so much for being a part of this episode of Make Your Pitch. We are always here to help all of those who are ha have tremendous ideas in the marketplace and simply just need the funding to carry them forward. So I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Make Your Pitch. If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch, go smash the subscription button. And if you want, leave us a five-star review. If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how. But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch.